Welcome back to another riff on fulfilled as a mom. Today I'm going to riff on this phrase that I heard, life moves at the speed of the feed. So I was watching a marketing training. I do marketing for my business and to get this podcast into your ears so that you can find me and my life and money and time and energy coaching services specific to you as a busy mom, specific to you as a PA. I was listening to this training and the trainer who was great, everything she said was awesome. She had me hooked. I was listening. I was tuned in. I was taking notes. And then she said something that stopped me in my tracks. She said, life moves at the speed of the feed. And I know what she was saying, right? She was saying in this digital marketing world where you are marketing to people on social media, where you are interacting with people in the space of this news feed, of this social media feed that is never ending. You can refresh and refresh and refresh and you will never reach the end. There is always more content, whether it's people who you are actually following on Instagram, friends of yours on Facebook posting announcements about pregnancy or the pictures of their kids in the pumpkin patch. There is always something more. And if there isn't, the creators of Instagram and Facebook are going to feed you something they think you might like. That's when a sponsored post comes up or a group you might like or a you know trending article pops up and they know all about you based on your data, who you are, who you follow, what you post, what you say, which is fine unless it's not fine. So it's fine because maybe that's the way you found me. Maybe a friend recommended me on Instagram and you followed at Mrs. Tracy Bingaman. You followed at Fulfilled as a Mom podcast. You tuned in. You're listening to this episode because of social media. Yay. I am so glad you're here. I am not saying that I think social media is bad. The problem that I have is with this assumption that life moves at the speed of the feed. So here's the actual truth. You get to choose the speed at which your life moves. You cannot make time slow down or speed up, but what you can do is make big, fat minutes, as my friend Jenna Kutcher would say. She says you want to make your minutes fat with memories and with sensations and with living in the moment, with being mindful and present where you are and what you're doing. The other thing about your newsfeed on social media or whether it's you consuming other news, you get to choose who is on your feed. And in that way, you get to influence the people who have influence on you. So if you're following someone where every time they post something, it pisses you off or makes you feel shitty about yourself, stop following that person. You may like them. You may think that sometimes they have good things to say, but if the way that they say it or the things that they post are triggering to you and make you feel badly, it's not worth it, even if they're a friend of yours. And I don't know if you know this, but on Facebook, you can mute people. So you can mute people for 30 days. Like if it's political season and someone is posting things that you don't love to see or that you are sick of hearing, you can mute them for 30 days. If you don't want to see their posts at all, you can click unfollow. You can maintain that friendship, quote unquote, on Facebook, but you can unfollow them so that their posts don't populate your newsfeed. What if every Friday we did a social media detox and when you take your lunch at work, you're scrolling your feed and you chose three people to unfollow every Friday? 
ones that weren't serving you, and maybe you started following them in a season where you needed their teachings. Maybe it's a newborn mom educator or a labor and delivery nurse educator. And those things were so important to you when you were pregnant, when you were giving birth, when you had a newborn and you were in the throes of newborn parenting. But now your kids are in preschool or kindergarten or elementary school, and you're still seeing these posts and maybe they're interesting to you, but is it really a valuable use of feed space? So if you're saying, hey, I'm only going to scroll for so long, you want to see stuff that's pertinent to your life right now. And as seasons change, you change and what you're looking for in people that you're following changes. The other thing about who you let onto your feed is it's a really good opportunity to increase the diversity, equity, and inclusion in your life. If everyone on your news feed looks like you, you're using social media incorrectly. Following people with different skin color, different political views, different backgrounds, different teachings who live in different parts of the country or the world is eye-opening and necessary. I grew up in an area where there wasn't a whole lot of diversity, and so social media back then, it wasn't what it is now, and really we only connected with people that we knew in person, but if it had been, I would have been able to see this whole new part of the world. I would have been made of, um, aware of things that were happening in different parts of the world that I didn't have to firsthand experience in order to be made aware of. And the next thing that you control is how often you are actually spending in your feed. We are spending, I don't want to say way too much, but I'm going to, we are spending way too much time on our devices. And by being on our devices, we're missing moments with our kids. We're missing moments with ourselves. We're missing the opportunity to exist in a memory. And I am just as guilty of this as you are. Sometimes I'm like, this is a great moment. I want to take a picture. I want to take a video. I want to capture this. But can we instead capture it inside our own mind? Can we make a memory that doesn't have a picture reference, that doesn't have a spot on our feed or in our stories, but has a spot in our heart? And in our minds. When it comes to practically limiting your screen time, I did a review on an episode a while back of digital minimalism. Pick up that book if you are really saying, hey, this is the year, this is the time that I want to spend less time on my devices. It changed the way that I see technology and how I can leverage technology for me instead of kind of working for technology or just being slave to the habits that I already have with the existing technology in my life. But even something as simple as checking your screen time. If you have an Apple device, they have it in there um, that you can check how often you, how many minutes you spent on your phone and it breaks it down by app and you can set boundaries. So boundaries are a line in the sand dividing one part of your life from another. So if you say, hey, oh, I check my screen time and you don't like that number that it's showing next to Instagram or Facebook or Pinterest or even just the internet or email. You can set a limit and you can also set quiet time. So I set a limit on my social media time per day and then also quiet times. So when I'm driving, it automatically puts me in quiet mode. It only accepts phone calls from a select few people. And I tend to lock my phone in the dashboard because I don't have that much self-control. And if it's in my cup holder, I will look at it at a stoplight. And I know that that's not the safest thing to be doing. So putting your phone in the glove box or putting that drive mode privacy setting on. You can also put personal and work time 
um, blocks on your phone, which will silence notifications, you can just turn off all notifications. So we have this smart collar for our dogs, which has GPS and tracks their steps. Um, we live in the middle of nowhere. We have an invisible fence, but if the dogs break the fence and take off, it, um, notifies you that they're outside the GPS, um, radius from the home base. But they also send updates on like how to keep your pet safe in the fall and certain things. And I would get so frustrated every time I would an alert would pop up because the alert pops up and I'm like, oh, the dog ran away. So right, I'm gonna answer the alert. And I look at the alert and it's like, where to get the best Halloween costume for your dog? And so is there a setting inside that app that annoys you where you can turn on the essential notifications and leave the rest? Like those promotional notifications, you get rid of them, or can you turn off notifications altogether if it's not something crucial? I turned off notifications for text messages years ago, and it has been a game changer. So I check my text message periodically throughout the day. Usually when I go to text someone, I will see if someone else texted me and I will reply. But even if you said, hey, I'm going to check my text messages at 8 a.m., noon, 4 p.m., and 8 p.m., If you're getting together with someone, you're going to check it or you're going to call them or they're going to call you. And all the other stuff is probably not urgent. And if you're living in the moment and you miss an opportunity to do something else with someone, aren't you glad that you are present in the moment instead of on your phone during that time frame? So if you are feeling like your life is moving at the speed of your newsfeed, of your social media newsfeed, how can you take back control? of the minutes of your life, be more intentional about your time and not feel like your life is subject to the never ending refreshing of your social media newsfeed. You can do it. I want to hear what you're doing, what tips you're implementing, how you're making your life go at the speed that feels good to you and is not dictated by social media. So tag me at Mrs. Tracy Bingaman, send me an email info at fulfilledasamom.com. I would love to hear how you're implementing these tips. Until next time, keep on taking one step at a time to a more fulfilled life.